ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Yo, 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 what's up? What's going on? What's good? This is the Boxing Source checking in here for the November 23rd, 2021 episode of the Boxing Source radio show. Yeah. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, kind of like uh, delayed in a sense, but uh, that is because this host here had just returned from Vegas to the Washington DC area after uh, being out there in Vegas for uh, coverage of the Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter WBO welterweight title fight. Um, of course, if you've uh, followed our social media avenues through Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, uh, you would uh, see that, you know, we had uh, updates um, of the fights that did uh, take place up until, you know, the main event. And I uh, had, you know, live coverage uh, through YouTube of the, you know, the pre-fight presser, the uh, weigh-ins, and the uh, post-fight presser. Um, but, you know, just wanted to, you know, get in a little bit as far as, like, talking about, you know, what happened uh in the fight between Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter. And, uh, you know, just wanted to uh, see, um, you know, how people thought about it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I, I just felt like it was a, a great, 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 great fight uh, between Terrence Crawford and Sean Porter. Uh, of course, Terrence Crawford was coming in there uh, undefeated, former, you know, undisputed super lightweight champion, uh, defended the WBO welterweight championship uh, there for like, you know, the, I think it was the fourth time uh, since uh, defeating Jeff Horn for that WBO belt. Uh, Sean Porter, of course, uh, is a two-time welterweight champion. Uh, first, you know, won the IBF uh, there from Devin Alexander. Uh, lost to Chikel Brook, but then uh, later on down the line, uh, defeated Danny Garcia for the WBC welterweight title, uh, ended up losing in the unification fight against Errol Spence in uh, 2019, and uh, had one fight in 2020 uh, there against Sebastian Formella before this particular fight took place. And of course, Serenge Crawford in 2020 did face uh, Kel Brook. Uh, so, you know, this was uh, one, of course, uh, one fight that many fight fans uh, wanted to see. You had Terrence Crawford, of course, uh, you know, being considered as one of the uh, best pound-for-pound fighters in the sport. 
um, you know, but you know, didn't necessarily have a uh, fight against one of those top-rated welterweights. And so Sean Porter uh, was there to be uh, that guy, to be the top-rated welterweight fighter for Terrence Crawford to face. Um, and it was, uh, you know, a few questions out there for, um, you know, some fans that felt like, you know, is this the uh, fight where we see uh, where Terrence Crawford is in the welterweight division? And where he stands in the welterweight division, um, so you know, definitely was looking forward to this. Um, like I said, I was there uh, at the Mandalay Bay Michelob Ultra Arena. Uh, it was a packed house, sold out. Um, like the anticipation for that particular fight was, uh, you know, definitely growing, um, and that. You know, once that fight just started to get up and going, man, it, it was just definitely, definitely loud in that uh, Michelob Ultra Arena. Uh, of course, you had the, you know, introductions out there uh, for Sean Porter and then Terrence Crawford. Um, and then, you know, first round started and Sean Porter went out there and just went out blazing, uh, you know, tried to catch. You know, Terrence Crawford with a big punch, big hook. Uh, but, you know, Terrence Crawford was ready for it. Uh, and you just had, you know, two two fighters there that, you know, tried to get good positioning in there uh, in order to land their shots. Um, you know, I felt like, you know, Sean Porter uh, was coming forward at him, um, you know, with a good little pace, uh, timing uh, Terrence Crawford pretty well in that first round. Uh, while, you know, Terrence Crawford was, you know, out there, trying to gauge what Sean Porter was going to do um, with Sean Porter's movements, uh, you know, with his foot, foot movement in and out, getting in and out of pocket, lunging in, lunging out, throwing a left jab, getting in, getting inside, uh, tying up Terrence Crawford and, and things like that. Um, but then head Terrence Crawford, uh, make the adjustment to go southpaw, made the decision to go southpaw. And, you know, when he was going southpaw, he pretty much, you know, had the thing where he was using his reach advantage, used the right jab, um, you know, pretty early, was able to be successful with that right jab pretty early, um, and, you know, had Sean Porter uh, pretty much almost in, like, counter-punching mode or pretty much pretty hesitant to try to attack. But the thing about it is, Sean Porter, you know, of course, being uh, in fights against likes of, you know, Andre Berto, um, Keith Thurman, Errol Spence, Danny Garcia, the list goes on and on. Kel Brook, uh, that he, you know, made adjustments to try to go around uh, Terrence Crawford's jab and try to throw a jab of his own sometimes. And he was able to do that. Uh, but, you know, at the same token, you saw Terrence Crawford uh, trying to measure up Sean Porter uh, there with counter shots, trying to throw the left hand, throw counters, um, you know, and, and, and get to uh, the body of Sean Porter a lot uh, and also try to come out over the top with the, you know, the right hook. So uh, big ups, uh, you know, those are listening live uh, right now uh, before this uh, goes on uh, to, you know, the uh, thing for uh, iTunes. So uh, big ups for everybody that's joining in there. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we can see about, you know, trying to uh, get, you know, get y'all in here. If y'all want to join in uh, to, you know, talk about things a little bit. Um, but, uh, yeah, I wanted to get back into it. You know, you, you had like the instance where, you know, uh, like I said, around that third, fourth round, uh, good, you know, good little, um, you know, good little um, scrap there between those between those guys. Um, and a, a, I see one person that I particularly joined in live. I got you, bro. I got you, bro. You know, I'll have to, uh, you know, get with you on that. Um, and you saw, like, both of those guys were, you know, going in there, scrapping, throwing big shots, um, you know, big punches after big punches. Uh, and the crowd that was there live, you know, really enjoyed that uh, because, you know, they expected this to be a great little fight, a uh, great little scrap between these two, these two fighters. And, you know, for those couple of rounds, you did, you did kind of get it. Um, but, you know, over the next few rounds, it, it was pretty much more of Terrence Crawford trying to measure up Sean Porter uh, to catch Sean Porter with counters and, you know, wasn't necessarily uh, very active uh, there uh, as far as like trying to get uh, Sean Porter with the counters, which kind of like allowed Sean Porter to try to get in and get out, throw some jabs. And then also come inside uh, to try to work in the inside of Terrence Crawford. Um, but, you know, it wasn't to the point where, you know, Terrence Crawford was, you know, getting um, himself like tied up too much or that it kind of messed up his offense a little bit. And, you know, people, you know, kind of like seeing like Sean Porter be like a rough and tough uh, style fighter. But Terrence Crawford at times, was ready for it so it wasn't like you know sean porter could really push around terrence crawford uh there were times when terrence crawford was able to you know get the better of sean porter when it came to positioning up close in the clinch so i thought that was uh, one thing that uh, was a key there uh in the midway part of the fight was that terrence crawford would not allow sean porter to like rough him up even though there was a couple of times when you had a clash of heads. One clash of heads, you know, pretty much caused cut on Sean Porter. And another clash of heads, you know, created a wealth on uh, Terrence Crawford. And so, you know, with, you know, with that happening, um, you know, I was sick of their live. Maybe that would kind of be like a turning point in the fight to see who would be able to deal with, you know, those, um, you know, those issues. Uh, but... It, it didn't really look like that much for either fighter. Um, you know, I still like seeing that Terrence Crawford was still trying to, you know, measure up Sean Porter uh, in this particular instance, uh, you know, trying to, you know, give him different looks while being at a southpaw stance, while you did see uh, Sean Porter start to, you know, lunge in uh, with the left jab, which, you know, kind of like it's an issue against a guy that has, you know, long reach like Terrence Crawford does. And, you know, with that being said, uh, you go into, you know, that 10th round where you did see at first that Sean Porter made that mistake, lunging in with the left jab, then ducking down, you know, while Terrence Crawford just, you know, kind of like expected uh, Sean Porter to be at that spot. And that's where he threw that left hand, 
to catch Sean Porter and his momentum, sent him down to the canvas. Uh, so you had the uh, first knockdown in that particular fight. Um, there scored for Terrence Crawford on Sean Porter, and then uh, Sean Porter got up, and then you saw Terrence Crawford, you know, try to you know increase the offense a little bit. Um, you seen that he was able to catch Sean Porter with a uh, right hook uh, there that you know kind of like messed up his equilibrium, and uh, you know a couple of punches uh, that you know didn't necessarily land, but you know it, it was still you know enough to. Um, you know, mess up the momentum there of Sean Porter, uh, put him down to the canvas once again. And, you know, even though he, you know, was able to get up from that particular uh, knockdown, the second knockdown, he had his trainer, Kenny Porter, step up uh, to the ropes and pretty much call the fight uh, there in the 10th round to give the victory to Terrence Crawford as he was able to defend the WBO Welterweight Championship and stay unbeaten uh, there. So uh, now you have uh, Terrence Crawford uh, standing there with a, you know, very impressive record. It should be around, what, 38-0 and 0 with that being the 29th uh, knockout or stoppage victory of his professional career. And you had Sean Porter uh fall to 31 wins four losses and one draw uh and you know it was you know one other time that he was unsuccessful in uh winning another uh welterweight championship like i said uh he won the ibf title uh he's won the wbc title but he's fell short uh winning the wba title when he fought keith thurman and now with the uh, wbo title in uh fighting terence crawford and you know with that being said uh after the fight took place if you uh, saw the uh, post-fight press conference um you know sean porter uh, basically said you know that was it uh win lose or draw this was going to be the uh, last fight of his career uh because he he don't fought everybody that there is to fight um there in the welterweight division and that he didn't want to kind of like continue his career as basically like a so-called gatekeeper uh there at 147. so he you know hung up the gloves and announced his retirement after uh that particular fight um and you know uh, like I said, that is it's been a uh, great career there for uh, Sean Porter. Like I said, two-time welterweight champion. Um, you know, fought just about everybody that there is to fight in the welterweight division. Uh, so you can't, you know, say that you know that there's nothing left uh, for him to do. Um, and and kind of like to go into more about what he was saying after uh, the fight took place. Uh, he brought up his, uh, you know thing where he was with Andre Ward, uh, you know, months ago. And, you know, someone like, you know, approached Andre Ward and said, you know, come on, uh, Andre, you know, you got one more left in me, left in you, excuse me. And, he, and, you know, Andre Ward pretty much responded like, okay, so, you know, that's it, man. Like, why can't I have one more left in me? You know, he didn't want to, you know, kind of like, leave it to chance where he gets in there and he's way past it. And in this case with uh, Sean Porter, he didn't want to have that occasion where 
uh, you know, he he be in the ring longer than you know he's supposed to, and that you know that you know he's past his prime or you know past what he could be able to do in the sport of boxing, and you know didn't want to just say that he's just out there just to be out there. Like he set himself up nicely. Of course, I'll know about him and his you know thing with this announce announcing on Fox or on, you know, Showtime or whatever it is, of course, with this podcast. Um, so, you know, he's pretty much like set for life, um, you know, basically um, when it comes to, you know, his life after being in the ring. So uh, he's, you know, able to, you know, kind of like in his career on a good note, um, you know, he was, you know, like I said, he was valiant in his uh you know, fight here against Terrence Crawford, but it was just, you know, Terrence Crawford uh, just had a little bit more tools on the shed uh, to uh, get himself through this particular fight. I mean, through 10 rounds, uh, it was a very close fight. Some people felt like, you know, Sean Porter probably had the advantage uh, there uh, through nine rounds before I got into the 10th. Um, but, uh, you know, most of the scorecards, pretty much the scorecards I had, you know, uh, Terrence Crawford winning in all three scorecards, you know, up to that point. So through nine rounds, you had, you know, 87, 84 score and then two 86, 85 scores. You know, um, I know that, uh, you know, people kind of like said that the uh, stoppage was, you know, odd. Um, you know, Kenny, Kenny Porter, you know, his dad and his trainer pretty much like, you know, discussed it, you know, um, that he, you know, knew that there were things that they kind of like, you know, taught uh, Sean Porter to do, you know, in, in this particular occasion. And, you know, Kenny Porter just felt like he wasn't doing it. And so, you know, with that being said, um, you know, he kind of like felt like he was way behind, uh, you know, with those two knockdowns and with, and he just didn't think that, you know, he would be able to come back or whatever it is and, you know, not want to risk uh, any more damage uh, there for Sean Porter, so he ended up stopping the fight. Um, you know, and like Sean Porter said after the fight, he was, you know, not mad at his dad for stopping the fight. He was just more mad at himself for being, for having himself open to those counters. Well, they countered by uh, Terrence Crawford first to, you know, cause that first knockdown and then uh, get himself in a line of fire where he ended up being caught with the, with the right hand. Uh, that kind of like forced that second knockdown to happen, you know what I mean? Um, so, you know, like I said, man, I mean, it was it was a great fight. Um, I think that you know Terrence Crawford, you know, was able to you know get do what he needed to do as far as like um, you know make the proper adjustments to kind of like get to uh, Sean Porter uh, there in that tenth round to kind of like at that time, separate himself from Sean Porter uh, there um, and then be able to just overcome that and be able to get the stoppage victory and, like I said, uh, become uh, 38 and 0. Um, the thing about it is, is that, yeah, um, on that second knockdown, like he kind of like, he did take a shot, um, but you know, he still was able to stay up a little bit. A couple of, you know, more uh, punches from Terrence Crawford 
um, kind of like mess up equilibrium uh, there for Sean Porter, and he went down to the canvas, uh, you know, once again. Um, yeah, he slammed, he slammed his, uh, you know, gloves to the canvas, and he was able to get up. Uh, you know, the a referee there, Celestino Ruiz, did ask if, you know, Sean Porter was, you know, okay to continue. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to continue, yeah. Uh, but, you know, his dad, Kenny Porter, stepped up to the ropes and just said, you know what? That's it. We're done. That's it. Um, and so, you know, that meant that, you know, the fight would not be able to continue. And, you know, you you have uh, Terrence Crawford there uh, being able to get that victory. And, and so, I mean, there you go. You have Terrence Crawford now with the win over, you know, a top five opponent in the welterweight division. Um, and, you know, it kind of like was in a, you know, very good fashion. You know, um, you know, after the fight, you know, you kind of like, you know, heard a lot of stuff that was going on and going around. Um, you know, I was out there, you know, of course, uh, on the floor at the time uh, after the fight, you know, caught up with, you know, the likes of, you know, Rolando Romero uh, that was there in attendance. Uh, Devin Haney, of course, who you know, has his uh, upcoming fight against Jojo Diaz, caught up with him, uh, caught up with his uh, dad and trainer there, Bill Haney. Also, you know, with uh, David Hay, caught him before he was uh, leaving uh, there, you know, getting his sauce of the fight. Um, but you had, you know, a lot of a lot of folks out there, you know, Floyd Mayweather Sr. was out there. Uh, of course, uh, Jeff Mayweather um, was also there, you know, doing uh, interviews and things like that. Uh, and yes, you did have Errol Spence Jr. That was in attendance watching uh, this particular fight. Um, but, you know, kind of like going into uh, what, what was happening after the fight uh, with the post-fight pressure. Uh, if you didn't like see it, I mean, I have it uh, here on, I have it available on the YouTube channel there. So if you follow the boxing source on YouTube, you'll be able to see it there. Um, you know, first off, you had the thing with, um, you know, Sean Porter announcing his retirement. Uh, Kenny Porter also talked about, you know, how much he respects uh, Terrence Crawford and, uh, of course, his trainer, Brian Bomack McIntyre, and that, you know, both of those guys, you know, kind of like came up the amateur ranks pretty much around the same time and, you know, kind of like had a relationship from that point forward. And, you know, leading into, you know, this particular fight, you you seen that, you know, both of those guys didn't really want to, you know, fight each other. But it just got to the point where there was no, you know, other way around it. And so you were able to have this particular fight. It was a very good fight, as I was saying before. And Terrence Crawford, you know, came up, came out victorious. And so with, uh, you know, Terrence Crawford, you know, Crawford, um, you know, like I said, did very good. I thought his, uh, when he switched to Southpaw, I thought his right jab was a definite advantage uh, there for him that I don't think really Sean Porter had much of an answer for that right jab. So, you know, when there were times when, you know, Crawford was throwing that right jab, you know, Porter just really didn't necessarily uh, have an answer for it. And even after like the clash of heads where you did see like a cut on uh, Sean Porter, you know, I kind of like felt like, Terrence Crawford could have continued to, you know, throw that right jab and, and keep throwing it and keep throwing it and keep throwing it. But, 
he was more content on, you know, staying, staying on his back foot, waiting to see what Sean Porter uh, was going to do and kind of like react from that. Like I said, uh, you know, the left-hand counters were key. Uh, therefore, uh, Terrence Crawford going to the body a little bit and then going upstairs and also the right right hook that he was uh, trying to land over uh, the left jab of uh, Sean Porter. But in that post-fight press conference, it, it just, you know, seemed, you know, really weird in a sense to some people because, you know, he was sitting there, uh, you know, after Sean and Kenny Porter uh, left uh, that, you know, he, you know, kind of like was talking about, you know, what his future plans were going to be. And he, he announced it right in front or pretty much right beside uh, Bob Aram. They said like, yo, I'm pretty much going to be doing my own thing. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, you know, a free agent of sorts. Uh, so, you know, from this point forward, uh, you won't necessarily see, you know, Terrence Crawford uh, there, I guess, dealing with top rank directly. Um, you know, I, I did, you know, some people kind of like knew the situation there with Terrence Crawford and the contract with top rank and that it kind of like in, it was kind of like was going to end uh, there uh, after this fight. Uh, so, you know, kind of like that's what we uh, had going on there. So I uh, want to get, um see if I can get in. Uh, a guest here to kind of like join us uh, here. So let me see if we got him in live. Uh, Brother uh, Troy uh, is here to join on the on the live conversation. What's going on? Hey, bless up, man. I saw you. Uh, you're doing some interviews out there, and I heard you when you did the uh, the post fight. Post fight, man. You sound very professional, brother. You sound very professional. <laughs> well, well, thanks <laughs> on that. I mean, I, I, I mean, I just wanted to. You know, getting the question about, you know, the fight and, you know, his uh, keys as far as like getting that victory because, you know, I, I just see, you know, him trying to gauge what uh, Sean Porter was going to do there, you know, with this movement and everything like that. But, um, you know, when he switched southpaw and started throwing that right jab and having that reach, that was the, you know, key to the fight. I think that, you know, him switching to southpaw really kind of, you know, gave Sean Porter a lot of problems, even though Sean Porter was kind of like landing some shots. The thing about it was, it was that he didn't have an mm -hmm. answer to what Terrence Crawford was doing. So, you know, what's so um, funny. The way that, yeah. I'm sorry, man, but the way that Sean fights, you would figure that he would give Southpaw's hell. Because Southpaw's really a timing thing and they have, and a lot of Southpaw's have issues with wide punches. But, you know, it didn't work out that way, did it? No, not necessarily because, um, you know, I felt like Crawford kind of like was, you know, staying on that back foot as far as like his, uh, you know, his uh, left foot having that back or whatever it was. And just uh, kind of like gauging the distance there with uh, Sean Porter. And the thing with, um, you know, Sean Porter is it's not like, you know, he – you know, tries to kind of like get in with a lot of the punches. Yeah, he can step forward with the jab, but if you step forward with the jab, you got to be leery or weary of that uh, left hand that may be coming back. And for, you know, a few of those rounds, he wasn't really like um, get himself ready for that response by 
uh, Terrence Crawford, and I don't think that the di- I think it was because of the distance. Terrence Crawford being able to control distance wide enough so that he would be able to get in that shot before Porter could get in and smother him. And I think you know with Crawford's ability not to allow Porter to smother him that much, that kind of like uh, got him the key to. Uh, landing a good amount of those counters and then leading into the one that, you know, caused that first knockdown in the 10th round. Okay. Well, i tell you what, brother. Uh, I do believe that you owe me a beat burger. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no damn beat burger, but I tell you what, I can't even come, I can't even come to DC right now because I'm on bed rest, right? But uh, but oh, but but man. you have, yeah. But you have, you know, a jerk at night in D.C., right? Yeah, yeah. We have one in Baltimore, so basically, it's just a simple call. I'll call it on my end up here, and all you got to do is pay. Cause I, cause I was gonna spend like twenty. So if you want to spend twenty? Yeah, twenty cool, right? Is twenty cool? Uh huh. Yeah, so basically, yeah. But, man, you know, I'll give you a rain check on that for now because I really didn't want no damn beat burger. I was only playing with you. <laughs> I was only playing with you. But, yeah, <laughs> man, you know, we'll keep it up. I, I, I'll just oh, keep that in my back pocket for oh, another man. time, man. <laughs> well, yeah. But, man, oh, all man, in all, it was problem, a damn good fight. Yeah, it was a damn good fight, man. Yeah, it was it was a good fight, and uh, yeah, it was. The, the only issue I had was the ending. To be very honest with you, because uh, mm-hmm. Sean's eyes were still clear, and I don't think his father at the end trusted his manhood enough. And I don't like the reason he gave either. As a father, I don't like the reason he gave. It's because of what you saw in training. So you're his trainer. Why didn't you fix what you saw in training? See? Yeah. And that kind of goes into, you know, what I was talking about. I mean, when I had, uh, you know, Kenny over there, I had like, you know, something where, you know, he was talking about the different things that they were doing in camp, you know. And one of the things, you know, of course, that was brought up was that, you know, um, you know, Sean was working with, you know, the likes of Gavante Tank Davis is one of the southpaws that he brought into camp. But if it was something to where, you know, it got to the point where, um, you know, maybe Sean was having issues with that, then what, what did you kind of like do, you know, that kind of like had those issues? Um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, we got like something here in like the live conversation. Um, you know, we recently had, uh, you know, Sean Porter, um, you know, do his podcast. Um, you know, pretty much like a, a few moments ago. Um, and that, you know, I guess that, you know, he kind of like had a little bit of a clash with, with his father as far as like, you know, what was going on with the training regimen. Um, in that, you know, Porter said that it was the first camp where he told his dad no in uh, reference to, you know, what was happening out there. So, I mean, I, I kind of like think that, um, you know, maybe there was something where, you know, we, he kind of like uh, didn't necessarily get, 
you know, uh, your thing on there too. But, um, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, did, I wish I was able to like get in uh, to what, you know, um, Terrence Crawford and, and Sean Porter said like immediately after the fight, um, you know, they did like have something where uh, they kind of like talked um, on the podcast there as, um, you know, when the live uh, chat was going on that, you know, he said like mm -hmm. uh, uh, Crawford did join in as well. So, um, you know, I kind of like uh, think that, you know, people all do kind of like respect what uh, Sean Porter has done over the course of his uh, professional career. And like I've said, you know, often I feel like he's kind of like the Shane Mosley uh, in the welterweight division in a sense that he was able to fight everybody that there is to fight in the welterweight division. You know, you know, back in the days with, with Shane Mosley, I mean, he, you know, ended up fighting, of course, you know, Oscar De La Hoya, Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao, um, you know, uh, Antonio Margarito, Miguel Cotto, all of those guys, you know, and like with him, it was like, you know, you couldn't leave any any stone on turn when it, when it came to Shane Mosley in the welterweight division. Um, and then here with Sean Porter, you know, it kind of like listed the names that he fought, you know, with from the Devin Alexanders to the Kell Brooks to the Andre Bertos to, you know, mm -hmm. the Adrian Broners to Keith Thurmans to, you know, Errol Spence to Danny Garcia to, you know, Terrence Crawford, like everybody that there was to fight basically in the welterweight division in this era, Sean Porter stepped in the ring against them, you know? Okay, I got a question for you. Based on that look you saw on, on Errol's face when they had him on the big screen, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That didn't, yeah, that didn't inspire you to believe he was going to fight Crawford next, right? So where does Crawford go after here then? He fights Josh Taylor next. The thing about it is, is that- um, Why? Why? You second, because, you second, oh, yeah. Be, because if if it's not if it's not Taylor, it's not going to be Keith Thurman. It's going to be too soon for that. So um, so that was the thing on that. And um, you know the thing with uh, Errol Spence, I, I'll get into that a little bit more. I wanted to add in another guest on on here, man. Um, but somebody that kind of like dropped the dropped a little gem here that I didn't necessarily know about. Uh, before I before I left that comment on on the on the podcast that happened earlier, man. What you leave? What comment you leave? Can you hear me? I'm man, on. The, I'm I, on. A, this is my yeah. first time on a laptop. Can you hear me? Okay. Left Shelton. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Nah. No. No. This. No. This lazy lefty. I just changed my name this time because I'm on the laptop okay. first time. Yeah. What comment did you leave? Says chicken. Like um, I did. I did. Uh, I did uh, get on um, on Carson that give that request that he would have uh, Porter on Chicken Talk. So I didn't know he was already on there. Yeah, yeah, he came on today like ten minutes before they started their podcast. Okay, that's good, man. That's good because I know that we've been kind of like hounding Carson for for a while about that. But yo, that's yeah. good. Yeah, he was able to join in for a little bit, man. Uh, you know, because I was, I guess, you know, I was on the on a plane back from uh, Las Vegas when that happened. So, you know, kind of like missed out on all that. Um, yeah, I got to like, I guess, uh, recheck what, you know, went down on the on the podcast. Because I know that 
you know, when I was able to get in, I saw like Barack Best was on it and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, man, you, you pretty much, you know, had him, uh, kind of like going over everything that happened in the fight and whatnot. But, you know, for me, I, I just felt like, you know, it was just, uh, I guess, you know, Porter just said, you know what, let me just give it one more shot because there isn't anybody else for me to fight. This is the guy for me to fight. Yep. yep. That's what he's saying. He was saying as far as what his father said, he said this was the first time he told his father no in his whole career where in training camp where his father wanted him to do something that he was like, no, I don't want to do that. So that's probably mm. what Kenny was talking about. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess that was, yeah, something that, you know, I guess Kenny was suggesting and, and that, uh, you know, his son Sean was like, no, nah, I wasn't necessarily down with that. Um, but, you know, for me, I, I kind of like feel like uh, there might have been like something in camp that maybe uh, didn't work all too well. Because I know that, you know, they said like they were trying to, they were preparing for, you know, dealing with the Southpaw stance. And, you know, at the, uh, it wasn't like the pre-fight presser, but there was like the conference call uh, that, you know, they had with um, Sean Porter and Terrence Crawford, where, you know, Terrence Crawford uh, didn't, uh, wasn't able to get in on that day. So it was uh, later, but Sean Porter did kind of like mention um, that, you know, he, you know, has something, uh, had like a plan, you know, for when uh, Terrence Crawford turned southpaw. And it looked like, I, I guess, what after what he said, that he really didn't kind of like go into or fully into what he was supposed to do when, uh, you know, uh, Crawford turned southpaw. So, you know, maybe, maybe uh, you know, his dad kind of like seen that and said, you know, after, you know, a few rounds and a few rounds that he didn't necessarily uh, see what he wanted to see out of the sun in, in that instance. So I kind of like felt that that was interesting uh, there that by the time it got to the 10th round and that, you know, uh, Crawford scored those knockdowns that, you know, his dad came up there and said, you know what, uh, we're going to put a wrap to this. Yeah, he, he took up a lot for his father, too, in that, uh, on his podcast today. He yeah. took up a lot for his father, which, you know, that's between him and his father. And they're going to have to deal with that the rest of their, you know, rest of their lives or whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm good with it, I guess. I would have liked to see it uh, finish and go on. But if that's the way they felt and they're good with it, I'm good with it. Yeah, me too, man. I mean, you know, like, uh, you know, Kenny was saying, I mean, I, he didn't want to, you know, kind of like see an instance or a situation where his son would be seriously hurt. So, um, yeah. And, and, and what, what was kind of touching while he was talking about it, yeah. his daughter, because, you know, he did a live podcast today. He didn't do a recorded podcast. Yeah. Right. Yeah. While he was talking about it, like, you know, like, you know, me and my father had, you know, we've known each other. You know, why he was talking about his relationship with his father, stuff like that, his daughter walked in. So it kind of, kind of put it in pers- It it kind of really hit home when it, when I seen that you know like his he's going through the same thing that his father went through at one time. So with his family, you know his father wants to see him live another day. You know the same way he want to see his daughter live another day. So right, yeah. So you know that's what he basically you know got out of out of um, I guess you know what he was talking uh, about in his podcast and you know what I got when. You know, he was there at the uh, post-fight pressure and, um, 
you know, we, you know, kind of like see when he, when he, uh, you know, kind of like announced his retirement, you seen the, uh, for me, it was kind of like the brotherhood of sorts when it came to uh, those in the sport of boxing. Um, you know, you heard from uh, Jeff Mayweather, uh, you know, him commenting on, you know, uh, Sean Porter and what he's done over the course of his professional career and the relationship that, you know, they've had, you know, of course, with uh, Sean Porter being in Vegas for some time. Uh, and of course, you know, being affiliated there with uh, Mayweather camp as well. So, um, you know, I kind of like, uh, you know, did uh, see that, you know, a lot of people were, you know, hurt in a sense, but kind of like understood it, uh, you know, being that that was, you know, all, all he could do uh, there in the welterweight division. You know, um, he didn't want to like kind of like see himself being in the ring with the likes of maybe uh, Jerome Boots in this or, you know, somebody like that or Rashidi Ellis or, or Virgil Ortiz or, you know, any of these other guys that are coming up. Uh, here in the welterweight division. Uh, so he, you know, just said, you know what, let me just go for the biggest fish uh, that's out there so far that I haven't, you know, been able to fight yet. And uh, if I'm able to win, great. If I'm not, then, I mean, it is what it is. But, you know, like uh, Sean was saying, uh, when Lewis was a draw, that was that was going to be it, you know. So he was going to uh, kind of like finish his career as a WBO welterweight champion or, you know, he kind of like fell short. Um, one of the other things that, you know, what kind of like, uh, you know, brought up that kind of like stuck with me after, you know, he announced his retirement was, you know, after the pre-fight press conference that happened on Wednesday, you know, I, I did talk about, you know, him, you know, fighting all of the guys that, that were out there in the welterweight division and, and things like that. And one of the other questions was, like, how does he want to be remembered in the sport of boxing? And, you know, I kind of like posted that up uh, on the YouTube channel and that he didn't want to be like, you know, remembered as a Dan Marino of boxing that, you know, somebody that was very good, but couldn't win the big one. And, you know, that kind of like stuck with me because, yeah, he was able to, you know, of course, uh, you know, win against Devin uh, Alexander and, and, and have his win over Danny Garcia and things like that. But. You know, when it came to like fighting the Keith Thurman or fighting the Errol Spence and then here against uh, Terrence Crawford, you know, it ended up being losses. And, you know, while the things with, um, you know, Spence and Thurman were close losses here, you know, it just ended up being a uh, stoppage loss. So, you know, I, I wonder like how, you know, folks will kind of like remember him uh, as far as like what he was able to do in his uh, professional career. I wouldn't say uh, 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 Dan Marino, who went to the Super Bowl one time, never went again. Probably more like a Jim Kelly, who went four, who went four times, but just couldn't win the, the you know, the biggest one. Or maybe uh, I don't know Eli Manning, who won two, but is not considered the greatest of his generation, but still was able to get two in there. Or a Trent Dilfer, I don't know. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say a Dan Marino. Right. You know, I mean. And Dan Marino, you know, kind of like uh, was somebody that like would he he's almost like somebody that would beat everybody but the title holders. You know what I'm saying? Uh, where Sean Porter, you know, was able to beat a title holder. Um, you know, he he beat a you know former champion uh, in a sense, and and uh, Danny Garcia uh, so, beat a beat a current champion in Ugas. Yeah, beat a yeah current champion in your Dennis Ugas. So. You know, that kind of like just tells you, 
you know, where he's at as far as like his standing uh, there in the welterweight division and, and his uh, professional career. So you got to be able to, you know, kind of like take that into account when it comes to uh, what he was able to do, you know, there at the uh, welterweight division, you know, right there. So, you know, kind of like do, you know, see that. Um, uh, and, you know, going back to what Troy was saying in reference to Terrence Crawford, like what, what's next for him? I mean, you know, like I was saying, I mean, when I was there, it was just a, it was just a weird way that he kind of like went at what he was going to do. Um, you know, I, I said, you know, for, for a few months or so that, you know, we had to see what was going to be next here for Terrence Crawford because, you know, his, his uh, contract was supposed to, you know, kind of like be up, you know, around like, you know, the, around this time, either this time or some sometime last month. But since they were able to kind of like make this fight and make a fight happen on the top rank, uh, with uh, Sean Porter, then this is like his last go round, you know. And he just said, you know what, you know, when you know it was asked for, um, you know, either by Sean Zatel or I think someone earlier than that, because Sean Zatel, uh, like asked this question after uh, I did. He, you know, Terrence Crawford basically said, you know what, I mean, if you know Airman Top Rank couldn't get me to Spence fight, you know, while I'm with him, then what's the point of him, you know, trying to you know, get it while I'm not with him. So I'm going to just, you know, try to, you know, try my luck as a free agent. So that's basically what it's going to be. And I kind of like think that's more towards uh, him having the advisement of, of representatives from MTK Global, if I'm not mistaken. And with that being said, that's why, you know, I kind of like answer Troy's question as to what's next for Terrence Crawford. I see it as being against, you know, um, you know, against the, well, uh, the undisputed champion now currently at uh, junior lightweight Josh Taylor after he faces Jack Cattle. So that's what I think is next for did, Terrence Crawford. Did you hear? Did you hear him on uh, on the Porter podcast today? Nah, I missed I missed that segment. Uh, he went off. He went off on top rank. Well, can, hold up, can you hear this? Hold up. Can you hear this? You feel like Terrence did a Bob Rome? Hey, Terrence, I'm going to be honest. I feel like Bob held you back. Can you hear that? Yeah. You want me to let it play? It's two minutes. Yeah, and six go ahead. Seconds. Okay, it's two minutes and yeah, six seconds. Yeah, go seconds. ahead. All right. You, I, between me and you? That's Aunt Asker. Nobody else listen? I feel like you missed out about $75 million, bro. I feel like my man held you back. All I'm going to do is make sure you made, but it's time to go. Go get this money, Terrence. And don't fight forever, bro. But go get this money. <laughs> you know, for sure, man. I feel like, you know, there was a lot of opportunities left on the table, you know what I mean? Not not only with fighters, but also with uh, pay-per-view, you know what I mean? Like, for instance, me and Sean Porter fought on the app. Right. You know, there were so many people that was telling me they don't know how to get the app on the TV. They don't know how to do it. And, you know, the, the average elderly or person that doesn't, you know, no tank, they're not going to know how to get an app on the TV. So what they do, they don't buy it. You know, so I feel like, you know, that was a uh, a setup at, at his own right, right there and there. Hey, how do you feel that time Bob said the amount of money he lost on you in the building house on Beverly Hills? How do you feel that? Hey, say what you speak with your heart. Okay? I, just, I, just, I, just, I just sit there and laugh, you know what I mean? Because I know, you know, I'm one of the 
most, you know, uh, how do I want to say it? My ratings is the highest anti-rank, you know. Uh, when I fight, people come at every arena, you know, uh, me and Tyson Fury, I would say, now. But if it ain't Terrence Crawford and Tyson Fury, you don't see their arenas packed like that. People fight here, you know, uh, the the little rooms, not the big rooms and stuff like that. So, you know, I just laugh when he said things like that. All right, there you go. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll break that down, man. Because um, in the first part, in reference to what he was saying, uh, especially with this particular fight in general. Now, didn't we talk about this over the last couple of weeks, Lefty? Didn't we talk about this when it came to getting people to watch this particular fight and they would have to struggle to go on in the app? And yep. Didn't and then not only that we had that thing co-signed by of course our guy Matt from NBO and my guy Keith Idick uh, that was it, that that kind of like uh, retweeted uh, the report from uh, Kevin Ioli in reference to the amount of pay-per-view buys that that you know that are reported right now. And he kind of like, and, and, and you know, Keith Idick said, like, look, how are you going to limit limit the amount of people to watch this particular fight only because you want to have it on the app? You know, what's the difference between having this thing on ESPN Plus pay-per-view or just ESPN pay-per-view? Because if I'm not mistaken, didn't they have the third and the second fights for Wilder and Fury on ESPN pay-per-view while it was joint with Fox? I think yeah. so. So why is it that you want to have one of the biggest fights of the year on an app? That will make any sense to me. Being greedy. Being greedy. Because when it's on the app, ESPN gets all the money. They don't have to split it with the satellite and cable providers. So yeah. Yeah, 190,000 uh, pay-per-view buys on the app makes them more money than 250,000 or 225,000 overall, not on the app. They could have did it both ways, but they still captured more. Every every dollar, you know what I'm saying? They, they would have to be like in, in the $400,000, $500,000 range to make it more prop. Uh, 400, uh, pay-per-view thousand pay-per-view yeah. buys yeah yeah to make it more profit profitable than 190 so yeah it was basically being greedy but my thing is and like terrence said it was a setup but basically because ufc that's how they do theirs but ufc fans have been doing mm -hmm. this for two years so they all know how to buy the ufc pay-per-view this is right. the first time it's ever been done for boxing so boxing fans a lot of them didn't know like when it when the zone first started i wrote an article for my my friend's uh website teaching people how to use the zone because a lot of boxing fans did not know how to use the zone. They did not know about, you know, just basically ordering an, a download app order. Cause boxing fans, they do kind of skew uh, older, you know, how to, uh, right. From your TV, from your phone to your TV. I, I had an article all uh, written and broken down, explain to people how to do that. So yeah, it, it's a learning curve. So 
let's say they do another pay-per-view, I bet you, I, I guarantee you this, if they end up doing Loma versus Ken Bolson's two on pay-per-view, they're going to get the word out there. They're going to get the word out there, how to get yeah. how to order it on ESPN+. Plus. So this is going to be a... It's gonna be a whole lot different. Mm-hmm. Yep, most definitely, most definitely. You know, and I kind of like, um, kind of like put it in a, in a different type of sense there. You know, that you is it's crazy because why would you? And it's like Terrence was saying, in, in a sense, why would you have these other fighters? in these avenues or these things where you could see them on ESPN, you could, you know, see them on ESPN pay-per-view or something like that. But you put someone like, you know, me on like ESPN plus pay-per-view. And if I'm not mistaken, didn't they put his main man, so to speak, Shakur Stevenson on ESPN plus or, or was that on ESPN? Cause. Are you talking about against Harry? Right. That was ESPN. Right okay, after the football okay. game. Yeah, at least at least they were able to do that. You know what I'm saying? So um maybe that was uh you know one thing that kind of like um was a, a definite um uh thing there. So um let me see oh, if I oh, could, uh, on top of that the ESPN plus subscriptions that they got on top of that, because some people that didn't order the fight, like me, not didn't order the fight. Some people that didn't have ESPN Plus that had to order the fight, like me, I had to get it to ESPN Plus. Oh, yeah, man. It was just a, a, a bad situation to me. I just didn't understand it. Yeah, but that's that's how um, that's how UFC does there. So it captures new subscribers to ESPN Plus. That's really and plus the pay per view revenue. So it's just like, yeah, you know, it's a money money grabbing scheme. Yeah, it definitely was, man. Let me see if I can add in another person. Yo, what up? How y'all gonna get on this thing at like 12 o'clock at night? Because I just got in town at about 10.30. Got pushing the button. Okay, that's what's up. Your boy, I think I, I don't know if he's right, but I'm, I feel like I got COVID symptoms. So I'm just getting off of the tail end of that, man. I went into work last week and <laughs> I don't go into work often and start feeling sick man so you you might win today Troy if you, if, if you talk shit today you might win today go easy on me Troy might I might win I told you I, I called seventh or eighth round but you know it went it went two rounds longer right it stopped him in the tenth round was it the 10th round he stopped him in? Yeah, yeah 10th round. round. Okay, yeah. So, should have seen it coming, baby. Should have seen it coming. All due respect to Sean, though, was a very good fight, but I saw it coming. Yeah, he made some pretty good adjustments in terms of, um, 
using his distance, like in my opinion, it looked like he wanted to go sort of bang with him. He realized he had to switch that up because that wasn't working. And then, you know, start using his distance and his range. And he started catching him on the end of them punches. It, <laughs> it wasn't much he could do. Yeah. Nah, it was, he got tired and started to get caught. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I got a question for you, though. Did you see your voice? Do you see your boy's face on the big screen? You see him? He, he didn't look like he wanted to fight Crawford at all, did he? He, he was trying to find the exit. And somebody neck to go kiss. I don't know about the kissing neck part, but um, no, I think he, um, you know, <clears throat> Crawford definitely, him getting his win makes it arguable on who is number one, but I don't feel that his body of work still is enough to overtake, um, to overtake, I'm forgetting, Errol Spence. <laughs> It, one A and one B. No matter who you want to put at A or who you want to put at B, I don't think it's one A one B. I think if he beat well, it is one A one B. If he beats a um somebody like Keith Thurman, then you know then you gonna say, say then you gonna say Keith Thurman got beat by Pacquiao? Old Pacquiao, he's been off for two years. No, no, I would say if if Terrence Crawford beat a Keith Thurman, then his body of work. At welterweight would be better to me <clears throat> in terms of uh, you know the magnitude of welterweight than a um, Errol Spence. Until then, he 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 just beat somebody that Errol Spence already beat. Yeah, he knocked him out. I I, I do commend twice, him for that. Twice. twice. He knocked him out twice. That's the second guy he beat. That Errol beat. Ooh. Error already beat him. You know, book and So, 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 what I'm hearing is that. Hold on, what was that? He gets sloppy seconds after somebody is hurt. He gets sloppy seconds after somebody's hurt, or has been. Uh, That's what I said. If he beat Thurman, then you, then you're gonna come up with another excuse. No, 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 no. Any sloppy seconds because he made him retire. Also, I, I don't think Spence made him retire. And, yes, and, he did. And, uh, and, and he broke his other over the bone. No, we talking about Porter. We didn't know, and and obviously Brooks didn't retire if if he if he fought. Uh, Brooks uh, uh, got a Crawford. fight signed with Khan. They fight next year, so Thank he ain't you. Right there every time. Thank you very much. As I was stating, as I was stating, he made Porter retire. But if you but if you listen to the interview when they asked who's the who's the better fighter, he said that. Crawford was a tougher fighter. That's what Porter uh, Porter said out his own mouth. You know, you want to know what else he also said, though, Troy? He also said that he said, I, Spence, he said I'm retired. Yes, he did. He said Errol Spence hit him harder. He hurt him. He said Errol Spence hurt him more. He didn't hurt enough for his father to throw it down. Look, all I know, man, I'm tired of talking about who's the better. I'm ready to see them boys throw down. I can't wait to see him throw down. We can agree on that. But the thing well, is, what I'm what, saying, that's never going to happen. Uh, yes, you yes. sort of look on Spencer's face. 
Man, y'all still go by that. Y'all still go by that. Y'all, y'all gotta stop going by that type of stuff, man. This this game is about money. The game is about money. The money is right now, and Crawford is in a position yeah. where he's where he's where he's able to where that fight is able to be made without any outside influences. It never. It was no outside influence with Floyd. It's never going. Yes, it was an outside influence with 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 uh with uh ESPN and and, and Bob Arum. It's Aaron, but Crawford said himself, he couldn't even deliver. He said, you can't deliver me to Spence fight. And if, if you Bob wanted, Aaron and Don Ching could work together. Okay, well, why couldn't Bob together. Aaron and Bob Aaron work together to deliver him the Pacquiao fight? Why didn't Why didn't Wilder and uh and, and old boy fight? It's Ooh. never going Hold to happen. Oh, why, why didn't Wilder and AJ fight? Because of the money. The money wasn't right. $100 million wasn't right? Y'all gotta stop listening to Eddie Hearn. This man lies like 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 the wind. Well, I mean, Aram could even make Pacquiao and uh Crawford. Crawford said out his own mouth. Crawford said out his own mouth. You, he couldn't deliver me to fight. It's three years now. He couldn't do it. I mean, but but how many years was it for for for, for, uh, how many years was it for Pacquiao? It's three years, and the PBC I mean, was, I mean this, this is an issue with this is a current, this is a decades long issue with with, oh with, with Bob Arum. It's not it, it, y'all got to stop it's putting this on other people. Going man. To it, it's the same I, pattern time after time, after time after time after time with this man. Face. It's the same problem. Ooh. He saw that he stopped crawl. He saw that he stopped Porter. Y'all said the same thing about Danny Garcia after Matisse stopped Lamont Peterson. Man, these y'all got to stop making up these things in your head. It's about money. It's all money. Here's the issue. One, he was just there in attendance for the fight. He was there was not going to be any instance where he would be able to even come close to the ring to even like say that there would be an inkling of a fight happening. Because how would that happen under a top rank card, especially after we just now know that that Terrence Crawford is not affiliated with top rank anymore? Now we had the open opportunity to where the money could be discussed, where it could be possible for that fight to take place. Now, Terrence Crawford said out of his own mouth that if the fight would make sense from a money perspective, then the fight will get made. Up until this point, they pretty much said that the money was not there around them to make that particular fight. And Coming out of Bob Arum, Bob Arum isn't wasn't able to pretty much produce those fights for Terrence Crawford. And because he wasn't able to produce those fights for Terrence Crawford, that's why Terrence Crawford is leaving. And as Lefty had uh, discussed earlier, you had Terrence Crawford on the Porterway podcast just about a pretty much around an hour ago discussing why he left top rank because they were able to deliver the fights for him. So now here we are at this particular point in 2021 going into 2022, where you're going to see Terrence Crawford seeing what is out there for him as far as like options are concerned. Now in reference to Errol Spence, we don't necessarily know if Errol Spence is at a hundred percent quite yet. He's not. Instances. Okay. He's not. Now with that being said, when he had Terrence, when he had Errol Spence coming off his car accident, and they were suggesting that Terrence Crawford would fight him, Crawford wasn't really going to go for that because he didn't want to go after Errol Spence immediately after that car accident. 
So now we have this whole thing with the uh, thing with the eye. So now it's like, okay, let's see what Errol Spence does here next after he's cleared. If he's cleared to go, then you're going to see him in one fight. And then after that, you will see if a fight between Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford happens next. Because I've said it a long time ago, and I've repeated it. If it doesn't happen in 2022, then it's not going to happen. Why? Because, well, because Errol Spence is very limited in his time staying at 147 pounds. They want to try to have this fight at 147 pounds. If Both not, of them should move to 154 because I think Crawford needs to move to 154 as well. He's he's very very big, and he was holding back a lot in that fight. He was he was saving his energy for the later rounds. Crawford Crawford walks around at close to 182. So they're both big dudes, man. You know, he can move to 154. That's fine. That's no, that's no excuse for them not to fight. It just will not happen. Okay. We'll see. I, there I, is no I, real I, I put, I put a, you like to make bets. I'll put $100 on that right now. Oh, my God. It will not happen. Okay. I'll put $100 will, on that right now. You want, we, you want to make a bet? We, we could put it, what, uh, before, 20, before 2022? Before the I'll end of next what. year? Before I'll the end of what. next year. Come Barry, back to me. Barry, no injuries Come or losses. Come back to me in 90 days. Come back to me in 90 days when we're having the same discussion. <laughs> and uh, Come back to me in 90 days when we're having the same discussion, all right? What, what you need in 90 days when we're having a discussion? I'm ready to put the money up now. No, no, no. Come back to me in 90 days when we're having the same discussion. Okay. I already got let a 500. Let me let me make some clear to you. I already got a $500 bet that I made earlier this year that the fight was going to happen in 2022. Come back to me in 90 days. And I'll see if you're still that confident when the fight is. No, I'm, I'm already confident. I've been making this bet since the beginning of this year. I'm I'm very confident. It I'm will because... not happen. Okay. Okay. So we so so we'll see about uh, what happens in 90 days. Of course, you know I did talk with uh, Josh Taylor about him potentially fighting Terrence Crawford. So he he's kind of like you know looking forward to that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but that fight, they they nah, that's that's a new thing. The top rank media trying to push yeah. is that that's a big fight. Yeah. Man, Josh Taylor can yes, sell tickets in his own in his own country. That's why yes, his fight got canceled. He was he wasn't injured. They weren't Josh selling the tickets. You know, he has too many fight. options at his own weight class. Teal gonna be there soon. Tank will fight. Well, Tank will never fight. Tank is a lightweight. Why do y'all? Why do y'all keep trying to move? Tank is not a lightweight. Tank is a lightweight. Tank is no lightweight. Tank has fought one. Listen to me. Tank is not a lightweight. He walks around at one sixty-five. He's not a lightweight. What is he? What does he weigh in at? He struggles to make one thirty-five. What does he weigh in at? They said he's going to struggle. Hold on. Hold on a moment. Hold on a moment. How does he? How does he struggle to make one thirty-five? I can't tell you. You're telling me. Okay, okay. Listen, just like yourself, right? Uh, boxing sauce, right? Just like yourself, I'm a what? I'm a uh, whatever y'all call it, content creator. And I talk to people. I give my word that I can't say their names and stuff. He's much more comfortable at one forty. For some reason, they want him to fight at 135, yeah. but he makes 140 much more easier. He could fight Josh Taylor, but what did Lion Ellaby say? 
He's not. Who's of course, Josh he's more Taylor? comfortable at one forty. I mean, what's Canelo, Canelo is more comfortable at two forty. But you don't fight where you're comfortable. And what did And what did Floyd say? We're only fighting inside people. These fights will never happen. No, no. Josh Taylor, no. He's not, no. Josh Taylor, no. He's wow. no. That, no, that fight here, never here, happened. Here's, and it should never thing. happen. And it should here, never here's happen. Here's my thing. Here's my thing, Troy. When I had the conversation with Leonard Ellaby after the fight, right? The liar. He ain't a liar. Oh, he telling okay. you the truth, and you call him a liar. He's telling you what you do. He he's saying what you don't want to hear, but he's telling you the truth. He says it's that like this. Oh my. Oh, oh, okay, boss. Go ahead. Okay. What he's saying is that fights like that really can't take place because you really don't see Josh Taylor making the type of money that Tank Davis is making. You, he's not, he's not that type of a draw in the United States, over in the U, or over in the UK. So, and the last guy when I gave, even even the last guy that Tank fought was a draw, Barrio. No, but Tank didn't have to make. Here's here's the issue with that. Here's the issue with that. Right. Here we go. Barrios doesn't have the status that Josh Taylor has. Okay. There it is. So so. With that being said, if you're going to try to make a fight between Tank Davis and Josh Taylor, that's going to have to be a higher guarantee, a higher purse overall. And with that, and because of that, where wherever you host a fight, they're going to have to make sure that the gate matches. There it is. At, at this particular point. And at this particular point, they don't feel like it's going to match. Like it, it's not like you know Leonard Ellaby and 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 Bob. Explanation, Aaron, you know. Explanation. Both sides agree. Tank, Both sides Tank, agree Tank, with that. Tank don't sell like they think he sell. That's what. And either those Josh and Josh and Josh him Taylor, Nobody knows Josh Taylor. Taylor. Nobody right? cares about Josh Taylor but boxing okay. nerds. He can't even sell in his own okay. country. They don't even okay. show his own fights in his own country. They had okay. to put Derek Chisora on his credit card. They had to put Derek Chisora on his credit card to sell tickets. I'm tired of y'all trying to fly. I'm tired of y'all trying to slide these boring, nobody, no name corners into our place, knowing good and well that if it was the other way around, they would not give no black fighters no chance. Because they did. Anybody could just come in here and just try to fight our fighters, <laughs> but they never let our fighters make no money. Never I don't let hear about the black fighters. Let them get one. Let They got a little little something on their name. They keep them away from all black fighters. So yeah, make him go. Make him go over here. Get his out the mud. Like get his out the mud. Like Tank got his out the mud. Like Floyd got his. Somebody get this brother. Get it out the mud. Get out the mud. some cheese and wine, please. Get Troy, it out the mud and you can come talk. Troy, I have a question for you. They always got yes, to work half which, as hard as we do. Make, make them work as hard as we do. Which would be a bigger do. fight? Which would be a bigger fight? A fight between Tank Davis and Josh Taylor or a fight between Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia? At this point, I really don't know, to be honest with you. Because uh, Taylor, uh, what's his name? Garcia don't fight. Garcia don't fight. I don't from know. A, from a marketing perspective, I don't Ryan know Garcia. boxing sauce, to be very honest hey. with you. That boy does not fight. That boy does not fight, so I don't know. 
He does commercials, but he don't fight. Well, I'm here to tell you that commercially and financially, Tank Davis versus Ryan Garcia is a bigger fight than Tank Davis versus Josh Taylor. What's crazy to me? They got Josh Taylor talking about fighting lightweights, number one. Number two, talking about fighting welterweights. When you got Regis right there, you got a hometown decision against Regis. Ain't nobody talking about a rematch, which which really should be happening. That's what I'm saying. Once they get one over on us, we never get, get to get back. Ever. They know they should be having a rematch with Regis. That was a hometown decision. And ain't nobody talking about a rematch with Regis. They talking about him fighting a damn lightweight. Come on, man. That's a joke. He's a joke. Wouldn't that be on progressive people to push that? Who's his people? No. Uh -oh. Who's progressive people? I mean, you you not his people and you pushing him for, for, for progressive lightweight? People? You not his Who's people. You pushing him for See, this is how they, this is how they play. Now his people oh got to play. God, they in the same way class. Right they had a close fight. We should have got here's, the rematch. You okay, not you okay, not here's, 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 people, but you here's, pushing for him to fight lightweights. Here's the here's the other thing, oh right? God. We're talking about someone at 140 pounds in Josh Taylor, where you don't even have to talk about a, a, a Regis Progress or even a, a Jose Ramirez who we beat. You got guys like Gary Antoine Russell. You got guys like Sabrina Matias. You got, you know, guys like Robert Easter Jr. All you black. Know? You know, you got, you know, those, those guys that are there in the 140-pound division. So after he gets through this whole thing with Jack Catterall, then how come, I mean, why doesn't he, you know, face one of those guys? But the issue oh. is, is that, if he stays at 140, and he is a big 140 himself, as you've seen, then what are I've they going to end up doing? Point. Most likely having him facing Jose Zapata, you know? I've, I've yep. never seen Josh Taylor fight. Yeah, they're gonna have him face Jose Zapata. It's gonna be it's gonna be something. You you're not gonna let a smaller no name black guy get up there and face Josh Taylor. They, that's not how boxing oh, works. Yeah. I've been watching this long enough to know. Once they get that top position, they shutting us out. Yeah, black fighters have it so rough in boxing. We don't have it rough. We just we don't have it rough. It's just that they they not it, if whenever you have a non-black fighter that's a higher caliber than the black than the dangerous black fighter, they never get that fight. That's what four, dangerous black fighters are fight. talking about. They never get that fight. But whenever you have a, a a a black fighter that's the top and they got a white boy that's dangerous. Or or a non-black fighter that's dangerous. They, okay. That's like they, you talking about Josh Taylor fighting a lightweight man. You sound, that, that's crazy. And then you then when I talk we about Regis, just you talking crazy. about Josh White, Josh Light, Taylor fighting lightweight. He's okay, a he, you, a lightweight. You should be ashamed to be pushing lightweight against a When you got you got you got your hometown boy, the Russells. You got Robert G Jr. You got that's what we're talking about, Troy. Who was that? That's his brother, right? How much he weighs? Let him fight him. You know, what's his record? Let him fight him. Fine. 
But yeah, another poor struggling victim of a black fighter. Let him fight him. Y'all, y'all fight y'all him so, y'all, y'all, it just be crapping. Yeah, that it be so pushing these guys as that's nobody pushing what guys care about. Okay, listen, push listen. them so much that y'all want them to fight lightweight. Why, that's you, crazy okay, to why don't you tell me the top black fighters right now that can't get fights? The, the top black fighters that can't get fights in the division where the white any, any freaking division in all of boxing. In a non-black, okay, this is any this, any freaking division. Me, okay, can I talk? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Sit here in that. This is how it goes. This is this is this is the pattern. This is how it goes. If you, you have a, if you have a oh, if you have a top black fighter who makes a lot of money, who and you have a low risk, a uh, uh, high reward, low risk non-black fighter, they want that fighter to fight the top black fighter. Now, switch the situation around. High risk, low reward, black fighter, doesn't make a lot of money, but you have your triple G, who you can get a lot of fame and uh, money off of if you beat them, they don't want them to fight them. That's why you don't hear no triple G and Andrade, or no, you, you know what I'm saying? They gonna get a triple G, Munguia first, before uh, Andrade will never get him. He'll get Munguia first, if he beats Murata. The man that took a pay cut, ran over to Japan to fight Murata. You don't hear any Charlo Andrade either. They're in the same weight class. And they're both undefeated champions. And guess what? And the thing both about of them are the both of them are Charlo is the only one out of Triple G, Canelo, and Charlo. Charlo is the only one who has sent the Andrade and offered to fight. I don't understand. Y'all keep complaining about that. Andrade said himself he's turned that down. He's the only one that's he, tried he to make did? a fight with him, but you, but you stay on this. Charlo, what was his reasoning for turning it down? What was his reasoning for turning it down? He said because I can make that. He said I'm not going to sign with them for one fight when I can make that money fighting the Keelers of the world. That's he his to wait, 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 wait. Look, look, I agree with that. That's wait, wait, wait. The PBC wanted him to sign with them no, to not make the fight. No time. Showtime, the same way they offered Canelo. No, Espinoza, Espinoza, Espinoza offered a one fight deal for Andre to fight Jamal Charlo, and he declined for the reason of him getting around those same guarantees for fighting the Luke Keelers or the, you know, the, uh, what is it? The Marcy Selecki's, you know, yes. that, that are out there, you know? So if he could get around that same guarantee fighting those guys, then what's the point of him signing, you know, to fight? Uh, right, right, know, right. Uh, which is cool. Which is, cool. Which is, which is, which is I'm, I'm cool with that said. because he got to take care of his That's My point is this. My point is this. They're the only one who have actually tried to make a fight with Andrade, but y'all still complain about them not fighting. The, the deal didn't work out. They went their separate ways, but at least they tried. You can't even say Triple G tried. Jacob you can't say Canelo tried. You can't say McGee tried. These guys are giving up mandatory slots. These guys are giving up mandatory slots. What about the Jacobs fight with Charlo? How come that never happened? That's to another two top black what, fighters. What right fight with there? Charlo. Jacobs, when, when were they supposed to fight? Jacobs went, he fought Triple G, Andrade. Mm, I mean, Triple man. G, Canelo, which Canelo. He's, of course he's not going to turn that fight down. And then he moved up a weight class. No, but he went right up in the mad face and said, "Oh, I've been waiting for you, and you know, whatever." Yeah, come on. And why, why didn't that fight ever happen? And, and and who did he? Who did Jacobs fight after that? So two people that were bigger than Charlo. 
in name and status, in name and status, and and accomplishment. That, and that's why they didn't fight. Why would he take a small? Why would he? Come on, man. You know how the game. He go. still could have took it you after. Know after, after he you know how the game goes, man. The two losses. Took it after what? You know he still could have took it after he lost. Mm-hmm. He still could have took it after he lost. Nah, he he got that bread. Okay. He got that bread. He got with uh, uh what was maybe. it uh Simmons, and maybe that was it. Maybe it's me. Maybe it's just me. But I don't want to hear no more about these about black fighters that are victims. There's no black top black fighter that's suffering. Oh, a- anywhere in boxing right now. No, you want to point nobody, to nobody's suffering because they're making good You money. said I they were, man. You no, know, I didn't say suffering. You no, I didn't. Said I said the pattern that they follows. The pattern that follows. That's why you don't hear anybody. That's why Tia Fimo was able to tell uh, Haney that he that that he's not. That's why Tia Fimo, I mean, Lomachenko to get a fake title to avoid his mandatory. Get your vagina monologue That's why Tia Fimo was able to get a fake title and claim he's undisputed. That's why Ryan Garcia was that's, able to just blow that's off not the mandatory. That's, that's why Pedro Diaz was able to just blow off the mandatory. That's why Jamie McGee is able right. to just blow off the mandatory against Andrade and against Carlo. You got guys just blowing off mandatory title fights, and y'all just well, there. But there's no nothing fix, to it. How do you fix you that? Know, you though? How do you fix that? Over and over and over again. That's why I say just, these niggas need to stop fix. fighting these niggas and fight each other. If it was up to me, I wouldn't let none of these. I'd be nigga against how nigga. Me. How do you fix that? <laughs> you know I am, nigga. I would give these motherfuckers no chance. How do you make nigga, them fight though? If, if, if they're your mandatory and they don't want to fight you, how do you I make wish, them? I wish we could all get together on one code and just fight each other. That'll leave a lot of motherfuckers. Starving. How do you make them fight you? These are your mandatories. How did you just walk away from mandatory? How do you enforce the mandatory? No, you you can't make a mandatory fight you. But this is my point. People, I've never seen that until currently, and people are just okay with it. Calling guys undisputed, even though they dropped the belt, which is crazy to me. Yeah, this is the this is the vagina weird. monologue stuff I talk about. I'm just telling you, you just you seem like you just refuse to acknowledge what's actually happening. Uh, and I don't want to see that. I'm just for mandatory and say no, I'm not gonna fight for the title. I'm just telling you that. I'm just telling you. And then guys get the mandatory slot and they make up a whole new belt out of thin air. And then guys get and then guys get the mandatory spot and then the president comes along and says no. You are not mandatory anymore. Again, as in White's White's uh, uh, situation. Oh, Dillian White, he's never been a mandatory. Yes, the man told him he was mandatory. He did. Suleiman came out of his own mouth. Suleiman, because you don't listen. Suleiman came out of his own mouth and said he's the mandatory for Fury. And then a few few weeks ago. No, no, no. No, you no, no, no. Yes, no, he did say it. No, yes, he did. No, yes, he, he did. He, he, what, he, it, it, what did he say? We, he said, the winner of the the interim the inter- champion after thirty days will have to uh, negotiate with White with, with Fury. And no, White, he said he is the mandatory. Period. Yeah, White, White filed that lawsuit, which got he him screwed up where he at now because they can't do anything. Period. Honestly, yeah. I hope White, I hope White bankrupts the WBC. I would love for him to win that lawsuit and bankrupt him. Do you know? You ever heard of a fighter by the name of Marvin Hagler? No, I'm no. pretty sure you did. Allow me to finish my statement. 
50 freaking fights four years deep in his career. He had to get Ted Kennedy and somebody else involved so he could get his championship fight, and he still got it. Don't I don't want to hear about this guy stewing them now because Marvin got the U.S. government involved. Okay, that's what the Ali Act okay. is. That's the actual bill, the U.S. government. Damn. So it, it, it's not the fact that he's suing them. They just don't want to give this boy the fight. Because he has a chance of beating this dude. Because he's what? He has a chance of beating Fury. They don't want to give him the fight. Man, look, I, don't know he has a chance. I don't know if he has a chance. That looks like a big he's UK fight it. to me. I don't know. That looks like a big UK <laughs> fight to me. I hope they fight. Matter of fact, but first, I hope White bankrupts the WBC. <laughs> You can't bankrupt the WBC. Yeah, my man bankrupted him. What, what, what's his name? Rogacini, whatever his name was. He bankrupted him when they tried Ooh. to play him. Ooh. His name Rogacini or something like that. He bankrupted him. I never heard that. That sounds that sound like a salad of some no, sort. No, look it up. Nah. He was looking to fight Roy Jones. He bankrupted him. They had to settle with him. <laughs> I've never heard of him ever. Okay. Well, check it you out. I don't even know who he is. He bankrupted the WBC. Okay, and what, no, that's, that's one thing. I guess that's one thing that we'll we'll all have to look up at some point, man. But not yeah, me. Did. I'm not interested. Okay. What year? Well, then it? you're interested. Well, then maybe you're interested in this uh, Saturday's fights coming up, man. You got, of course, Teofimo Lopez going up against not George Cambosis and uh, Brandon Figueroa against Stephen Fulton in that unification at 122 pounds. You know, um, I, I am so finished with. T.O. and his daddy, and it's been over a year, over a freaking year, and the boy, that boy is so talented, and he, over a freaking nine, interested, man. 2004 was the year. Okay, I mean, there you go, man. There you go. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of understand what, what you're saying in reference to Teofimo Lopez. He's had this whole thing with the year whatnot so um and he's had the issues with to me he's had the issues with weight and all that that and, dude is killing himself he's killing himself to make that way yep yep and uh you know my thing was is that you kind of like had the um uh what was it the the thing with him uh, when he was at the uh, Fury Wilder, and you kind of like seeing him, you know, with, with his physique and everything like that. Um, and he pretty much just seemed like he was cut up then, you know. So I don't see where in any instance where he could lose any more weight if he had to lose more weight. So I'm kind of like going to be interested to see what happens on Friday when that weigh-in comes in because... Uh, if he's able to make weight, fine. But if he's not, well, say goodbye to those titles, buddy, because they're all going to be vacant if he's there overweight and can't get himself down. Uh, but, you know, for me, I think that George Cambosis is going to be uh, there to be very competitive in that particular fight. Um, he's not really phased about uh, Teofimo Lopez, even though with Lopez, I feel like he has um, – you know, power in both hands uh, in that I, I think with Cambosis is that 
like even when I seen uh, Cambosis in, in, in his uh, fight uh, that he had, uh, the last fight he had, he really wasn't, you know, all that impressive to me, you know. Um, so in, in this sense, man, you know, I, I do favor Teofimo Lopez, but I think Cambosis is going to try to, you know, make it a fight there, you know, um, even though I felt like against Lee Selby, he really didn't uh, do enough. Uh, there in that particular fight, but he was able to get the decision, become the IBM mandatory, and here we are, finally after over a year, <laughs> uh, for for these guys to fight. Man, like it's been yeah. over two months. It's crazy, ain't it? There's very few fighters that excite me today in boxing. I can say Crawford is one, White, and Shields. Nobody else really piques my interest, man. I mean. I'm so, I mean, T.O., oh, my God, that young man was a B-12 shot, and all of a sudden he won $10 million because you beat Loman friggin' Chinko? The hell is wrong with you, man? <laughs> I mean, yeah, and then, yeah, 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 no other fighters. Come on, no other fighters. Come on, man. And then, and then, then tank people don't want him to fight nobody but the people inside his gym. I mean, come on, man. It's just sucking the life out of the sport. I'm so... How's it sucking the life out of the sport? It's sucking the life out of sport for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why? I mean, that doesn't make... And you're supposed to do business with other businesses that are in the business with you. No, you're not. You're supposed to do business on your business. Okay, man. Okay, okay. That's why you only had three times where two networks have worked together to do business. It's not something that's common. Mm -hmm. Y'all really? get these ideas in your head that's not nowhere really? near reality, has no empirical really? evidence to back it up, no numbers so to back it up. Y'all just get these narratives in your head. Some fantasy world that y'all live in. I don't understand it when you have the numbers and the facts Tommy right Hearns there in front of you. Was yeah. to the same people. Simon Brown and Tyrone, Tyrone Trice was signed to the same people. Nicholas Walters and the um and uh you know and you know and Donaire were signed to the same people. I'm guessing Ward and Gotti were signed to the same people. I'm guessing Tony. Tony and a whole and um and you know and Mike McCollum was saying to the same I said, people. Networks, I, networks, I can keep going. Networks. I can keep going. Networks. When you have exclusive I'm network deals, when Showtime gave to Don King was the first one when he brought true. Tyson over. That's what changed the game. That's why you only had three times Absolutely where not. two networks Absolutely have worked not. together to, to make a fight. Not. Absolutely not. What, what what's the other three times? You had Tyson, Tyson, and Tyson and Lewis. You had Floyd and Mayweather, and you had Wilder and Fury. What's you another time two networks, networks have come together? Are you talking net freaking works? I'm talking about fighters have always fought because they've always had different promoters and all. Take that network and wipe your ass with it. No, fight no, no. Get, when they all were on HBO, yes, yes. But you have to understand this. Is, this is how HBO, HBO don't exist no more. So don't yeah, bring it yeah, up. Yeah, they don't exist no more because of mistakes that they made and they couldn't get with the time. Yeah, uh -huh. and yeah, now uh -huh. since they left, more money has been I don't coming. Know what the mistakes they made because I've never run a network. Okay, and neither of you. I pay attention. Yeah. Okay. Obviously. But you never run. I run a, a, I run a business. I know. I know how to make money. Have you I ever had a job in, in years. I'm not retired, so I know how to make money. So I'm okay. Have you ever run a network? No, I, I've, I've, run, I've run promotions. I run. I run promotions at a bar. You run your mouth. You know. Ask, I know how to make money. I know how to make money. I know how to make something out of nothing. I We're all grown men. We all know how to make no, money. No, you know. No, I know how to make money. I, I tell you this. I ain't punched the clock in years. I know how to make money. My bills are paid every every month. Uncle Sam is a clock we all punch. Okay, now okay, answer well, the brother's I question. I, I know how to make money. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a business mind. I'm a thinker.
What was the question? And I don't sell drugs or do anything illegal. Answer the brother's question. What's the question? That's the thing. What's your brother? What's your question, man? You said you had a question. MG, you still there? I I asked what what are we talking about? Like we we've been kind of <laughs> going in the world like, exactly. Like we've been going in the world like, like it's going in circles of references. All I wanted to know was the thoughts about this particular fight between Lopez and Cambosis. That's it. I saw I mean, Cambosis. I saw Lopez. He looked he looked a lot better when his interview with uh with uh on that Facebook interview with my man from around the, the ATR podcast, mm-hmm. Kiran Baruta, whatever his name is. He looked. He had his shirt off and he was talking. He looked. He didn't look real. He didn't look weight drained. Okay, so at least at least he you know doesn't seem weight drained in, in, in this particular sense of so far. So he, he should be uh ready to go there uh in his fight uh coming up uh here at the uh Madison Square Garden Theater over in New York. So uh you do have uh you know that particular uh fight that's coming up uh that will be uh yeah on the zone. Uh, there, but you also have, like I said, uh, Figueroa versus Stephen Fulton for the unified uh, Super Bantamweight Championships there. And, uh, you know, I did uh, kind of like get in on the uh, conference call that happened uh, uh, today uh, where both Figueroa and Fulton were talking about, you know, this uh, upcoming fight and uh, with Fulton. Uh, he says, like, he isn't, you know, really all too concerned about uh, much uh, there, but the guy that's in the ring with him that you know, like no one has been able to step in the ring and and uh, beat the man. But this is what this is going to be the fourth consecutive fight for Stephen Fulton going up against an undefeated fighter. And of course, he's been three and zero in his previous, um, you know, three fights uh, here. So uh, he's going up against uh, Figueroa, who, in a sense, is you know kind of like thinking about if he's. Uh, Going to stick uh, stick at 122 pounds after this particular fight, you know, win or lose. I mean, he uh, did talk, you know, talk about, you know, potentially saying that he'll move up to 126 pounds, you know, uh, after this particular fight. So uh, if uh, Figueroa wins this fight and becomes a unified champion, it may be you might not have a uh, undisputed uh, champion there at 122 pounds. Of course, you had MJ Agmondaliev. Uh, who had holds the other two titles there at Super Bantamweight uh, that, you know, recently had a fight there at, um, you know, uh, on uh, last Friday uh, there against Jose uh, Velasquez. But, um, you know, right now I think all the eyes are basically out there for um, Figueroa and Fulton to kind of like see uh, who's going to kind of like be the guy uh, there at 122 pounds or pretty much stand there as the top guy up 122 pounds. So uh, definitely looking forward to uh, that particular fight uh, there between those two guys, man. Uh, who, who do y'all think uh, has the advantage in this? Uh, will it be uh, Figueroa with his length or Fulton uh, there that, you know, like I said, has speed and and uh, kind of like accuracy there that could give, you know, Figueroa problems? Like who 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 y'all picking in that one? Oh, now y'all ain't got nothing to say. We got time. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you, no, I'm sending. Uh, I was sending Jay a message on Twitter. Go ahead, I go last. I um, Fulton fight out the same camp as uh Boots, right? 
Well, he's been he's been in and out of the same camp. Yeah. I mean, obviously they got different. They're different, but you can see sort of the same sort of doggedness out of Fulton when he fight that you see when you um, watch Jerron Ennis. And I try to not like relate, conflate them too, but you know, he put me in the mind of Jerron Ennis, you know, in terms of his like slickness. And I honestly haven't looked at them deep enough to, to like say the differences, but I will say they put me in the mind of each other. So do I think what's his name's activity with like soft punches will that overtake Fulton who's gonna, you know, keep him at end of the punches and hit him with uppercuts and hooks and everything else. Mm-hmm. I think the way he was expecting his come out party a year or however long ago it was, I don't think he's gonna be I think he's gonna be back to business. He might look like his brother in this fight. Uh, Figueroa. I mean, I hope it's a good fight, but I hope it's the way where he don't get like deflated, you know, but annihilated. I mean, but um, yeah, I don't think he's gonna win just based off the style. Figueroa the one with the fine sister because he's the the one with the fine sister, yeah, yeah. And I uh, I want what's his name to win because he's black too. Okay, I hope Figueroa wins because I want to see his sister on camera. <laughs> oh well, I don't know, man. Uh, like Mike said, uh, Brandon Figueroa is almost like kind of like giving them vibes, like Omar Figueroa Jr. did, man. Um, you know, it kind of, you know, with him, uh, you know, with him it is is kind of like he might be. Uh, Trying to get, try to cut himself down to 122, and this might get being a little bit of an issue for him. So uh, maybe he, you know, is going to be barely able to make 122 uh, here coming up on Friday, um, and then we'll see what he blooms up to on fight night. But you know, I think that you know, cool boy there, cool boy stuff, uh, will be prepared, well prepared. And like I said, maybe he's been <laughs> in the camps there with Boot Cenas and. And, uh, you know, other guys out there uh, in Philadelphia, I think he might have been uh, out there a little bit in Danny Garcia's camp, too. So, um, yeah, he, he, like, he, like he said, he's definitely going to be ready. You have something, Lefty? Uh, yeah, you know, I'm going with Brandon Figueroa. I'm going with Figueroa because – not Brandon Figueroa, uh, Cool Boy Steph. I'm going with Cool Boy Steph because that Leo fight showed me a lot. He was able to adjust and beat Leo at his own game, Angelo Leo at his own game early, early in that fight too, because Leo caught him kind of early. I think because the second round he kind of caught him and he switched up his whole game plan and, and fought more on the inside. And that's that's what Figueroa, 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 Brandon loves that swarming style. And uh, cool boy, cool boy can fight down the any side. That boy is the truth. That boy is bad, and he's gonna show it this weekend. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, Figueroa does like kind of like have that swimmer type of style. I don't think he, you know, uh, tries to use his height and reach that much, um, unless if it's like you know throwing a lot of punches. It's almost like uh, him being like um, uh, Leo Santa Cruz in a sense, and uh, you know trying to keep pressure on his opponents and, th- and throw a lot of shots uh, from a distance and things like that. But you know, I think uh, you know Fulton will be able to 
make the proper adjustments needed in order to kind of like give himself a, a you know larger advantage uh, there against uh, Figueroa, like he did the Anto Leo fight, where well, pretty much he pretty much like you know clearly outboxed uh, you know Angelo Leo and had like a wide decision win in, in that particular instance. So kind of like seeing the same thing here against uh, um, you know Figueroa that uh, you know Stephen Fulton's going to be able to you know get that get that in. Uh, you also, you know, have um, hey Troy, you yo, no, go ahead. My fault. I was talking. I accidentally hit the button. Okay. Um, you also like have uh, Gary Antonio Russell at the bantamweight. That's the bantamweight uh, Russell and the lightest weight division uh, there against Alexander Santiago and Raiz Salim uh, also at super bantamweight against. Eduardo Bias, where, you know, Ray Salim is, you know, pretty much knocking on the door to uh, get himself set up for a uh, title shot there at Super Bantamweight. So uh, maybe, you know, after this particular um, event here at, at the Park Theater in Las Vegas, uh, we might see, um, you know, we might see, uh, you know, Ray Salim. Uh, in there trying to go after a uh, world title belt. Like, he is an uh, interim champion. Well, he's supposed to be the WBA interim champion, but you know what the WBA has been trying to do as far as, like, consolidating belts. So, um, will they have Ray Salim potentially fighting MJ uh, later on down the line? Who knows? But Doubt outside it. of that, you Doubt know. It. Yeah. <laughs> Doubt it. MJ under that protection plan, a lean too sweet for him. <laughs> so, you know, Lee gets through this, man. Like, they're going to, you know, try to directly uh, get that thing done, man. Because, I mean, if y'all say, if the WBA claims that they want to consolidate those belts, then, you know, that's. No, they, they ordered they order the Lee to they order the lead to face somebody when he already had a fight schedule. Yeah. So. So he loses his spot. Oh, see. Yeah, the oh, fix is in, man. I was like, I'm telling you, the fix is in. People think I'll be, they think Black Murderer's Row is a, is a fix, is, is, even though it's history, they think I'm just making stuff up, crying. Go ahead. Who said it was a victim's list? Who, who, who said it was a victim's list? I'm just saying, it looked like Black Murderer's no, no, no. Row all who over said, again. Who said it where? Where? That's it. Nobody started Black Murderer's Row in this era, so I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Thank you. You have to start something to say that it is this. Troy, what you got against black fighters? Let's let's just get down to it. What what you got against black nothing fighters? Because I see one in the mirror every morning. Okay, I'm gonna ask you the question again because I don't think you heard me. What you got against black fighters? Again, again, I see nothing. I see one in the mirror every morning. Okay. Okay, what you got against black fighters that are not that are not named Troy Graham? What you got against those the other black Absolutely fighters? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. I just refuse that excuse about that's why it's not an excuse, it's a reality. It's a reality. I mean, Aleem is another example. What I I'll just say MJ is protected. MJ is so protected. Let me let me tell you, MJ is so protected, they screwed Danny Roman over MJ. MJ got billionaire money behind him. They not letting nobody get they not letting get that. They ain't letting nobody get that 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 white boy. Okay. Spence and Crawford are not happening because they're black. No, no, Spence and Crawford is Spence and Crawford is going to happen because they got somebody else. White and Wilder never happened. The same, the same, the same way, 
The same way that 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 he didn't right. want uh he okay. didn't want you, you okay. have to remember Wilder, this story. Wilder and Joy. Joshua didn't Joy. happen Joy. because they Joy. were remember this, remember this right here. Remember this. Yeah, yeah, the reason ahead. Crawford it goes back to my theory, he did not get the Pacquiao fight was because he was high risk, low reward. And he and Aram didn't think that he had that commercial appeal to earn to to uh, be worthy Kevin, of the That's why he sent that boy. He sent that boy to Australia and let a white boy in Australia beat him. He sent that white boy in Australia and let a white boy beat him. Kevin Farmer and Kevin Farmer and Tank never happened because they were both black. No, because they were on two different networks. Jesus Christ. Hey Troy, we got a question for you. We got a question. Has the zone ever did a, a code network deal with anybody? Not just, not just. Don't don't just name PBC fighters. Had ever Troy. did a code network fight? Uh, we got a question. And, 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 and then and then they end up letting that Mexican beat. Then they end up letting that Mexican beat. Then they end up letting that Mexican beat Tevin. Let me let me hold on. Wait wait MJ. Let me finish because this all goes into that. They let that Mexican beat Tevin. Then they let that Mexican run off with that belt without his without honor his rematch clause. Tevin could Tevin didn't even have to give him that, that that chance without honoring that rematch clause. Now he done worked his way all the way up to 135, and now he about to fight for another belt against Devin. Why Tevin got fucked? But it's it's I'm just making this all up. When you give him a chance, they gonna run off on you just the same way Fury tried to when when Wilder pulled his ass out the out the out the crack den and gave him a shot. And then once they got one over, he tried to run off. They don't they don't play by the rules like you. You one of them fair type of guys. I'm not a fair guy. I believe in wielding power and wielding it to your advantage ruthlessly the same way what they was do. The question, That's man, how they please. get ahead. What was the question? All right. Anyway, Farmer is the perfect example of, of one that got, that got fucked over. All right. What, what, what's the question, Mike? Right, this is a question for Troy. This is this a question for, for Troy. Who's the next solid white American fighter, Troy? You see him. You see no him. I have no idea. I thought we had one in Caleb Plant, but I guess for some people that don't even Are count. Are you serious? Are you serious? <laughs> oh well. Oh boy. But I don't know if I it's mean, breaking news, but uh, they trying to get um, Eddie Hearns tired of spending money on Andrade, so he's asked the WBC and the WBL to order Andrade versus uh, uh, Charlo. Yeah. Or Charlo. No. Yeah. He's yeah, he, that's he, not gonna he's, happen either. No, it's not gonna happen. But he's tied to investing in uh in uh Munguia. They not, they're not gonna force Triple G or Munguia to fight him. That that would make too much sense, you know. Does Triple G have a belt? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. You remember they told you remember Kello told him, I'm not fighting you unless you have a belt. And the only person that had a belt was Andrade and Charlo, and Triple G turned down the uh Charlo fight, and then miraculously Canelo got mm -hmm. stripped by the IBF. And Darvin Chico ended up fighting for the vacant against GGG for less money than was offered to fight Golden Boy, which it's was very, which has been very it strange. Really it was very strange. Man. They did whatever they could to make sure he didn't have to go to Andrade for that belt. You know, it's not a black and white thing or black and Latino thing in boxing. You do know that, right? Man, please. No, nah, ain't no please nothing. It really isn't. You know what the real thing is? A lot of fighters just don't want to fight because they don't want to lose that O, period. Because if that well, was the case, Spencer Crawford would have fought. 
reason Bob nah. couldn't close the deal the same way he couldn't close the deal for Floyd with and with Neither did and neither did Same way he couldn't close the deal with Oscar. The same way he couldn't. The same way he couldn't close the deal. The same way he couldn't close the deal with Pacquiao. Hold on, hold on, hold on, Troy. Hold on, Troy. Since since you since you couldn't really take the bet. You have to wait on talking about no, 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 no. I didn't say I couldn't take the bet. I told him to check back with me in nine months. I don't want to. I, I, I mean, the three offer months. is off the three table in three months. The offer is now. Why? Because guess what? The you fight so, ain't because be I'm confident. I'm confident. You getting free money? I'm giving you. I'm giving you. I'm giving you what? Uh, Thirteen months to get a hundred dollars up. You out of your freaking mind. You know that, and that's disrespectful as hell. That's I don't need 13 months. I'm telling you the fight won't happen. Why am I going to bet on something that won't happen? Because that's easy it's money for you. That's easy money. If I, if I had so a... You sound like you're scared. You sound you like you're scared. scared. Because, that's easy money. That's easy money. Do you hear what I just said? I said the fight won't happen. I'm giving you to the end of 22. The fight won't happen at the end of 22. You're not giving me anything. I'm not the one that's fighting. Well, you don't the want the money? The fight won't happen. Okay, how about this? Can I cash up you a hundred? Can I cash up you a hundred dollars? And then by the end of twenty two, if the fight if the fight does happen, you send me two hundred back. I cash up you the hundred right now. And if the, the fight, fight does happen next year, you send me the two hundred back. I don't know. Try to be on that bullshit. I always trust that one. First of all, you don't know me whatsoever, so you cannot judge my character. I'm not judging your character. I'm just saying you be on that bullshit. It's nothing to do with your character, Troy. The fight won't happen. It will not happen. Well, 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 well. On that, well, on that subject, you don't not only have a hundred dollars that's on the line. You have pretty much two hundred dollars that's on the line because on the live chat, someone else says that he. I don't care if billion on the line. The fight won't happen. It will not happen. Okay, well then we're gonna check back, uh, folks. We're gonna check back within three months in reference to that particular thing. But I think what's gonna happen uh, with, uh, before that is that Troy, I guess, will kind of like take advantage of the bet that he got against me when he said that Crawford would stop uh, Sean Porter. So he'll he'll enjoy that for the time being. But outside of that, we will have to wait for the next bet. That will happen on the Boxing Source Radio Show. <laughs> what was the bet? Remind me to what was this bet? No, the bet was well, it, it's not a uh, uh, what was that a beat a beat sandwich or something? So he wants uh, uh, it uh, yeah, it's just that I, I would I would go to DC spend twenty dollars on him at uh, what you call it at uh, Ben's Chili Bowl. Ben's Chili and, Bowl. Yeah, so who won? I, moved, I did. Oh, I so what you win? Jerk at night. I'm just holding it in my back pocket for right now. Oh, he still owe me. He still owe me like a bottom. I don't drink no more, so I gotta trade in my my. So uh, you gotta trade in your drink voucher, man. I gotta trade in my drink drink voucher. Okay, well get some Kool Aid or something. Hey, you know, did, something. did y'all like that boy who fought on the Crawford undercard, the Coman who fought in the dent, in the dime? Oh well, people are saying that they didn't like the dude that he didn't really finish off uh, in Dom. Uh, because you know, folks are like kind of like building them up, you know, with him saying, Oh, it's Kazakh style, and he's supposed to be like Golovkin, but a little bit better. But you know, you know, the guy just didn't, uh, Zanabek Alamhanuli didn't do, I guess, uh, an impressive enough job to 
kind of like wow a lot of those uh you know people that were looking at them actually overall that pay-per-view card was yeah yeah it wasn't all too impressive right there i mean the best fight to me outside of the main event was the fight between isaac dogbay and christopher diaz man that was pretty much the most impressive fight of the night outside of the main event you know i'll be honest with john right there's no fight to that should even be on pay-per-view in this era and no fight big enough in this era not to get made. Because so Canelo versus Plant shouldn't have really been on pay-per-view? No fighters in this era. Canelo versus no Plant shouldn't have been on pay-per-view? Say that again? Canelo versus Plant shouldn't have been on pay-per-view? That should have been on, no. That shouldn't have been on pay-per-view. So where, where, where else is it? Was, was they going to get that, that, that tens of million dollars they made off that fight? Who's paying for that, that? I don't give a damn about that. I'm okay, a fan. Man, you don't live in reality. You don't live in reality. It's not a charity. Why this do is I a care business. About fighters that. have to be paid. Fighters have to be paid. Fan. Fighters have to be paid. Fan. Yeah, you are. You, 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 you. Fighters have to be paid, man. Somebody no. has to get paid. You, 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 but you, you demand pay for your labor, right? You demand your fair wage, right? You demand your fair wage. When Troy goes to work, you demand a fair wage, right? Because I offer something that somebody wants. Okay, and these guys they, offer something that only that only that only a why? couple of them in the world uh, that Which only a couple why? of them in the world are able to do. That's Which why athletes why? get paid so much. Because if me and you could do it, why? Troy, if me and you could do it, Troy, the sport wouldn't be shit. We can't do it. These are special. These are, these are athletes. That's why athletes Which get paid so much. They, only few can do it. Okay, only name the pay per view boxers of the oh, day. Only few can do it. I mean, no, they just made name tens of millions of dollars on that fight. So obviously, so obviously the fight should have been on pay per view. They just oh made tens God. of millions on the fight. The fight, the fight made a profit. This is this is a business. This isn't a charity to make Troy happy. You can this still make business. money without pay per view. No, but they not. But they. But you want to maximize your revenue because you want to maximize your revenue as a fighter. Oh, number one. Okay. The same please way you want to maximize your, your revenue so every day you please, please, wake up. Please. There are so no pay per view fighters in this area. Hey, Troy, I, I actually got a comment that that I quasi agree with you on. Uh, I can't agree with you fully because I got to go against you. But um, I had to. I had to take oh, a you step back for free. No, no, no. I, I get the money side. Oh they, like, let, let me just say my point. So let, me, let me say my point. So maybe it was last week, but then when we said should the Spence and whatever, blah, 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 be on pay-per-view, and I said, no, I don't think it should be on pay-per-view. But then I, I said and I asked myself, at what point is is this at that at, at that point in time, those those uh pay, those um let's say Showtime and HBO fighters, they were fighting on those, you know, network televisions, but at what point did they turn into pay-per-view stars? And it, and it was when they started making these millions of dollars where they got to pay them. And I think I got to like change my frame of, of mindset because I still think a Keith Thurman and, and, you know, a Danny Garcia fight shouldn't be on pay-per-view, but, but I think the times have changed to where in order to pay them, it kind of got to be on pay-per-view. Exactly. Fighters not even making more. Sugar Ray Leonard was making two million dollars in, in the early '80s, which is about about what eight eight million, ten million dollars today to fight on network TV. The Who networks cares? aren't paying as much as they are today as they were back then. That's why you have you to have pay per views to subsidize the show. You want to know why? Because the fighters are not being marketed. And I don't understand. No, 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 that is not why. The reason why is because Murad Muhammad 
took was the first one to go to HBO oh because HBO. Okay, see now he don't want to understand. He he got these things made up in his I head. Know the I didn't know story. I don't need okay, it repeated. Well, well, why are you saying because it's not fighters are market? No, it's because so it's because me. premium me, cable started paying more than than uh than the uh network TV. So they instituted pay per view in order to. <laughs> Pay the fighters even more than that, but these fighters baseball. nowadays not even getting paid more than fucking Sugar Ray Leonard was. Baseball has a to fight, has a to, fight league, to fight right? to fight listen, tuna. Listen Sugar to Ray me. Leonard was getting paid two million dollars back in the listen, early eighties okay, to fight okay. tuna, which is like eight nine million dollars okay, today. Okay. If, if okay. Sugar Ray Leonard was okay. fighting today, okay. y'all would be okay. complaining okay. too. That's one thing about okay. boxing fans; they gonna complain listen while they sit on their wallet. Oh that's God. why they, that's why you have to appeal to the casual fans because boxing fans are complainers and cheap. And the sport would be dead if we if we only focus on boxing fans. The sport would be dead. I'm so happy for casual fans that actually pay money for the for the fights. Can you stop for a second, please, please, please? Listen to me very carefully. Baseball has a farming league, right? Football has college. Back in the day, boxing had had fights on TV. That's how the people got to know the fighters, and they always told the backstory of the fighter first. And that's how people got to know the fighter. And then the, they would put together fights that nowadays would be on so-called pay-per-view, like Simon Brown versus Tyrone Trice would be on pay-per-view. Because there was no pay-per-view infrastructure. Okay. And even those fights like that oh were still God. on the yes, circuit, much. which is the closest thing. Yes, Man, you don't even much. know the history of the sport. You don't even know, bro, yes, bro, I'm serious. Much. You do not understand the history of the business of the sport. Don't I'm done with the conversation. Because we live in a fantasy I'm world. I'm, I'm done with the conversation, you, my guy. I'm, I'm telling you, this is you live how in a fantasy works. world. You don't know the history You don't even know. Bro, they used to sell. I know the history of the sport. You didn't see they should cost more than what a pay-per-view costs today with, with inflation. Bro, it's always been about money from day one. They should sell Jack Johnson tapes. Come on, man. You don't even know the history of the sport. Like, this could pretty much... This, that back and forth could pretty much go on forever. He's right about everything. I mean, you, you don't know what I don't know, but you keep telling me what I don't know. So how do you know what I don't know if all you do is tell me what I don't know? Try and repeat that three times, Bama. Try to be questioning what you know sometimes, too. God, man. <laughs> I'm simply telling you that if you the people don't know the fighters, why the hell are they going to pay $80, $80 to watch Charlo fight? Who? Huh? But nobody knows these is, people. But the thing about when it have is, we ever is had, that, okay, when on. have we ever had twins in boxing that were champions at the same time? Are you telling me you can't market them? I don't want to hear that nonsense. We, it ain't they've about been, black and white. Been champions for a while, though. That's the thing yeah. about it. But I don't want to hear about black and white in, in, this, in this particular mark. In this particular market. The the whole thing with them being on the network with their Showtime or pay per view, if their guarantees are getting to the point where you oh need to be on pay per view, then that's what's going to happen. What if new? Okay, listen, listen. The reason why the Logans could come in here and do that because they actually started off as nothing and nobody's doing crazy, stupid, ignorant stuff, and 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 their little fans got to know them. They got to know them, and then they followed them. You see what I'm saying? It all okay. starts okay, with so, getting right. to know them. All right. 
So you. you don't think that is you don't think that's still happening now? What do you think is happening with Tate No, Davis? nobody yes. knows these friggin' people. Nobody. Please, nobody knows Tank. Oh nobody knows my God. Tank. I'll say there some, there's exceptions to the rules, but overall, no okay. Like a Simon Brown. Nobody would know who he was today, but yesterday he was marketed right and people knew who he was and he worked his way up. I'm gonna end up losing my damn voice eventually. It all starts with knowing them from every every level. Why aren't the Charlos household names? They're freaking championship they wins. Why aren't they house? Man. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh. oh my god! I, I you know what? I just the other just last Saturday I talked to. I talked to somebody. I said I asked them a question about start because I'm working on starting not me by myself, obviously. I'm working on starting, you know, a national boxing commission in a union. And it went to black and white, black and white. Has nothing to do with black and white. It's a national commission in a union for all of boxing. And you know what that son of a bitch said to me on his way out of the uh 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 podcast? It will, I, I, I had dropped off, but I caught his last comment. He said, Troy, I'm not telling you it's impossible and it can't get done, but it's impossible and it can't get done. And this dude and a trainer, I wouldn't allow him to train my dog after hearing that comment. Because if he's that weak, how are he going to train anybody to accomplish greatness when he can't see past his own doubts? Let I got me a tell question. you something. Yes, please. That's the freaking question. In most every other union in the United States, white and whatever else you name. Oh my God! Here we go. Answer the question, like real shit. In, in aren't most unions predominantly white? I don't care. How about that? I don't care. I don't okay. care. I was going to give you more points, but since you don't care, I, I do you no know why I want to start a commission? Do you know why I believe and we believe it's not just me that boxing needs a commission in the union? Please tell us, Troy. Have you ever seen anybody die in the friggin' ring and then they turn around and boxing has nothing to help them? You want to go ahead and tell that mother and that father, well, most unions are white. Is that your friggin' answer for everything? Well, that's not mine. Because it don't matter. Death don't have no color. Pain don't have no color. Boxing doesn't have a color. It has people. There might be some color instances in there, but we talking about human people. People, people. You see what I'm saying? And that's what drives me. Call me crazy. I love the damn thing. I'm addicted to it. I want it to be better. Stop telling me about black and white, white and black, Latino. And I don't care. I friggin' don't care. And before I die, police, before I die, that. before I die, I'm going to have this. There will be a commission and a union before I die. As long as I don't die tomorrow. And even if I die tomorrow, someone is set up where other people could take up the mantle and run with it. Listen to me. You and I wouldn't be on here. All of us wouldn't be on here if somebody didn't run away, man. If somebody didn't die. 
And then somebody died after that, after that, after that. And then others lived. Don't tell me what can't get done. Tell me why it, why it will get done. And I will listen to you. Put a gun to my head. Tell me you're going to kill me. I'll say, well, go ahead and do it. But if I survive, you know what I'm going to tell you? I'm going to tell you why I survived. Because you suck at shooting. That's why. And I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm not that guy where I want to hear can't all the friggin' time. I will not know. Bury me, burn me, do whatever you have to do. I will just keep going until I got nothing left. And I mean that with everything in me. Black and white, it can't get done. And aren't, aren't all unions white? And what does that mean? All my teeth are white too, so I guess I should hate them. Give me a break, man. Go, you say you live in New York? Go, go outside your hoodie. Well, I guess people normally do that. but I live in Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, oh, oh good, good one. Go outside of your hoodie I'm right now. I'm from New York. Tell me. <laughs> Let me stop messing with you, Troy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, please do, because it's a waste of your friggin' time. Oh, boy. But I will apologize to you like I do everybody else panel that I go on. But this is what I run into. A bunch of these dudes that say can't, can't, can't. But then you ask them, why can't it? Give me a reason of can. And they can't give you a valid reason for can. You see what I'm saying? Either you love it or you don't love it. It's boxing, baby. You either love it or you don't love it. Don't tell me about I don't know history and all that. I don't listen. I, I don't care about your knowledge in history because I know that I've read about it and I know that I've sat with greater people than you will ever meet that trained greater people than you would ever meet who were trained by greater than people who you will ever meet. And that's who taught me the Archie Moores of the world, the Tommy Brooks of the world, the Pepe Carreras of the world. They all inspired me. Eddie Fudge, all of them. I've had the pleasure of meeting most of the people I just named. Have you? So don't tell me can't. And, don't, and take your history and wipe your ass with it. Because I have real history that I learned from. Well, I guess, I guess that's uh, what, what uh, Troy leaves uh, his, his point at. You know, in this particular instance. But, I mean... Hey, we'll have to see like how all this stuff uh turns out as far as like you know his program and everything like that. So y'all be sure to like uh follow him, uh reference to the uh union that he's uh you know trying to build and all that. Uh, but you know what with uh, Lefty man, Lefty Lefty does know a lot. I will say that Lefty does definitely know a lot. So um, you know, while you know, it might seem like you know, he, he doesn't know stuff. No, he does. So I, I can guarantee you that. Um, but, you know, on that note, man, um, geez, this is about, well, in this live session, this is like almost at 2 a.m. Eastern time. And I got to turn around and do something in the morning. Uh, so I definitely had to uh, get off of this right here. Uh, thanks for everyone that joined in the live session here. Um uh, we'll get back in the uh, regular uh, schedule uh, here. So the next uh, podcast will be on uh, Sunday, 
uh, November 28th. Uh, that will be the next live session there. But uh, thanks for everybody that uh, was tuning in. Uh, be and sure to of course, follow the social media channels through Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and uh, the YouTube channel. And like I said, at the end of every show, folks, point of boxing is to hit, not get hit, not to stand and trade. On that note, folks, I'm out. Have a good evening, everybody.